Hello, and welcome back to Skincare Made Simple, the podcast where we simplify the overly complicated world of skincare and provide you with the tips and tricks to achieve clear, healthy, glowing skin. I'm your host, Ella, and in today's episode, we're going to tackle a fundamental aspect of skincare, how to choose your base routine. I'll walk you through the essential steps from selecting the right cleanser and chemical exfoliant to finding the perfect moisturizer and SPF, along with why it's important to actually have a base routine in the first place. So I usually jump right into the information you came for, but I want to take a quick moment today and reintroduce myself since I haven't done that in quite a while. For those who don't know, I'm a licensed esthetician and acne specialist. I've been obsessed with the beauty industry for as long as I can remember, and until I became pregnant with my daughter in 2016, I thought I actually wanted to work on the makeup side, not the skincare side. One of my earliest memories is actually sitting on the edge of my mom's tub watching her get ready for a date night with my dad. Now, my mom wasn't someone who wore makeup every day. She was very casual most days, but when she did, I loved watching her get ready. She would have all of her products laid out on the bathroom counter, the large purple Velcro rollers in her hair, and I thought that it was just magical. I used to go to her every week and ask her if she had any makeup or anything that she just didn't want anymore that she could give to me. And I didn't find out until after she had passed that what she used to do was go and buy cheaper like L'Oreal, Revlon, Maybelline, whatever lipsticks and keep them. And the packaging would look similar to what she had to her nicer makeup. And she would give me those. And I would think that I was getting her good makeup. So I have actually started doing that with my daughter as well, and it's a fun little tradition to pass down, I guess. So then fast forward to when I was 14 and I discovered beauty videos on YouTube. Now, this was back in the day of Jaclyn Hill before all the drama, Candy Johnson, Bethany Moda, like back before they were influencers. They were just girls who knew a lot about makeup, some of them professional makeup artists like Jaclyn Hill and Candy Johnson, some who were closer to my age who just loved sharing things that she used for her beauty products. And that was Bethany Moda. I was obsessed with her. And it it was a total game changer for me. Now, I wasn't confident enough to post videos myself at that point, though I knew enough information to post the videos, but the confidence wasn't there. But all throughout high school, every day when I was getting ready, I would talk to my mirror like I was filming and get ready with me. And my husband was actually the first person I ever told that I wanted to film beauty videos. And his response was simply, then just do it. And he then proceeded to buy me my very first prestige beauty palette. And it was the Urban Decay Naked 2 palette. And yes, I do still have it. And even though he bought that for me when I was 19 and I'm now 29, so that palette is legitimately a decade old. (laughs) And I do still use use it occasionally because it's a great palette and it's powders. Sure, it's probably expired, but they're just powders. Creams are where I'm going to get on you about not using expired products. Powders, eh, that's... So with the support of my sweet, sweet husband and my amazing in-laws who gifted me my very first camera and my ring light, I started posting a little bit, but I let my confidence get in the way again and I stopped. And then after a year of being a prestige manager at Ulta Beauty, so I was the manager that was in charge of all the high-end cosmetics and skincare, which was so much fun. And I learned so much because I got to go to brand trainings for all of the brands within Ulta. And I also got to work with the brands because I was the one in charge of scheduling events in my store. So I would schedule with the brands and work with them to coordinate things and train all of my 
uh, my team, my prestige team, and it was so much fun. But I left the Ulta side and began freelancing for Julep Beauty, a K-beauty line, and Smashbox Cosmetics inside Ulta and Sephora. And my job was to teach employees about the product and help customers find the right ones for them. At this time, I was 22 years old, and my husband and I were expecting our daughter Lydia, who is now six. Now, they say you can tell that you're pregnant with a girl because she steals your beauty, and that was 1,000% what happened to me. I got the worst cystic acne when I was pregnant. Now, remember, I was in Ulta and Sephora selling makeup and skincare, and my skin looked atrocious. Oh, my God. It was like stereotypical 15-year-old boy pizza face. It was miserable. Now, I had always had a bit of acne here and there, but it was nothing compared to this. I was seeing an esthetician regularly. I was going to a dermatologist, and yet nothing was helping. Even after she was born, my skin still took what felt like forever to somewhat clear up. And that's when I started thinking about going back to school for aesthetics to learn how to do it myself because nothing else was helping. Nobody was giving me the right information and the science behind why I needed to use certain things. Everything with skincare was just so complicated. And I knew a lot about makeup. I had been working professionally in the beauty industry for years at this point, and no one was telling me how to actually clear my skin. So when Lydia was two and I was 25, I decided that I was going to go back to school, and it was the best decision I ever made outside of my husband and kids. I learned so much in school, but I'd say probably 70% about what I know about skin now is from reading hours and hours worth of medical journals, talking to other professionals and actually being in the field helping women with their skin. I spent a while in the spa and loved it. Chemical peels are one of my favorite things to do. But then when my son was born in 2021, I wanted to stay home with him. And so I started helping women with their skin issues virtually. And then here we are. Now I'm getting to work with brands that I adore. I got to talk with my idol, Dr. Whitney Bowe, who I've talked her before. She's the one who coined the term skin cycling and her skincare is absolutely phenomenal. And I've gotten to actually meet her virtually like one-on-one and it's been amazing. And now I have a podcast ranking in the top 100 on Apple Podcasts in fashion and beauty. So I'm so incredibly grateful that I have this platform and that I've been able to help so many people. And the fact that I've been able to help so many people around the world is just mind-blowing. But All of this information is not why you are tuning in today. I just wanted to give you a little, a little snippet of why I'm actually doing all of this. I have had my skin go from just mediocre to absolutely horrible to now I barely wear makeup because my skin is looking so good. And no, it's not always like I do. I just through that time of the month, I've got a little on my chin right now. But, you know, it happens and I still have acne prone skin. That is a genetic thing. And just the knowledge that I have now about skin and the fact that I get to share it. Basically, what I'm trying to say is thank you because I love doing this and I love talking to y'all. And every time I get another review on the podcast, I run over and tell my husband and I get so excited. And it just it means a lot to me that you tune in every week. So thank you for that. And let's start actually talking about your base routine. But actually, before we talk about your base routine, as always, there are lots of links in the show notes, including where you can find me on socials to get a daily dose of skincare information. 
a link to shop my shelf and see all of my esthetician-approved acne-friendly skincare picks sorted by skin type and skin concern, and a link to get your free 30 days to healthier skin calendar to kickstart your healthy skin journey. Now, a solid skincare routine is built on a foundation of four key steps, cleansing, exfoliating, moisturizing, and sun protection. So let's start with the first step of cleansing. Cleansing is the cornerstone of any skincare routine. It's the process of removing dirt, oil, makeup, and impurities that accumulate on your skin. When choosing a cleanser, you need to consider your skin type and concerns. I also want to point out here that I don't actually recommend having an exfoliant in your cleanser. First of all, you don't need to exfoliate twice a day, every day. And second of all, your cleanser should be there to simply cleanse your skin. Having a gentle cleanser that effectively cleanses your skin while maintaining your barrier layer is all you need. Of course, there are exceptions. You're going to hear me say that when we go over all four different steps, but there are exceptions and there are some people who will benefit from, if you have incredibly acne-prone skin, you will benefit from having a medicated cleanser. When I say medicated, I just mean a cleanser that has salicylic acid or something similar in it, a benzoyl peroxide cleanser, but you don't necessarily need to use that cleanser twice a day, every day. If that is you, I can do a whole nother episode on it. Or if you have questions about that, send me an email. You can work with me one-on-one if you need some help, or you can always leave a comment on any of my TikTok videos and I'll respond to that comment with a video and go a little more in depth. So I don't know if that's enough to do a whole podcast episode on, but maybe we'll do a little snippet of an episode and see. So there are exceptions, but for the vast majority, having a gentle cleanser for your skin type that simply cleanses your skin is the best way to go. Now for oily, acne-prone skin, I want you to look for a cleanser that says gel or foaming. And then if you have dry or sensitive skin, look for a hydrating cleanser that says creamy or milky cleanser. These are going to be sort of your key words that will tell you which type of cleanser will be best for your skin type. Double cleansing is also a great option if you wear makeup every day or makeup most days. Double cleansing is simply the act of going in with an oil-based cleanser on dry skin to break up any makeup you have on, then you rinse it off and follow it up with your actual cleanser. You don't need a double cleanse on nights that you're not wearing makeup, but you can if you do still enjoy the feeling. I love double cleansing, but... Since most days I don't wear makeup, most nights I don't double cleanse. Next up, we have chemical exfoliation. I've talked before about how I'm not a huge fan of physical exfoliants due to the harshness and probability of micro tears in your skin that won't show up right now, but will make an appearance in 10 or 15 years as texture and hyperpigmentation. Of course, again, there are absolutely exceptions with some lovely gentle physical exfoliants, And those would be best for people whose main skin goal is to brighten their overall appearance. Because physical exfoliants simply buff away the surface of dead skin cells that's just sitting there, it's not going to necessarily help with acne. Actually, I wouldn't recommend it if you have active breakouts because it can actually open the active breakouts and spread the bacteria around your face, making your breakouts worse. Uh, For Anti-aging, it's not really going to do anything because it's not going to get down deep into the epidermis where glycolic acid can actually stimulate collagen production. It's not going to help much with texture. Actually, hydration helps more than exfoliation when it comes to texture, but we just did an episode about that. So if you want to learn more about texture, you can go and listen to that episode. And it's not really going to help much with hyperpigmentation for the same reason as anti-aging. It's just not getting down deep enough into the epidermis and talking to the skin cells that are producing the hyperpigmentation. So if your goal is just to brighten your overall appearance, 
Maybe your skin's looking a little sallow, a little yellowish. It's just looking dull. You just want that glow and that's your main skin concern. Go with a gentle physical exfoliant. That would actually work perfectly fine. Make sure it's super gentle, like to the point that you almost can't feel the grains. And then we want to make sure that we're not having beads in there. Beads that were, I don't know if they were banned a few years ago, but you know, they're not great for the environment. So pay attention to what kind of scrub it is. Stay away from like the St. Ives apricot scrub that is incredibly too harsh. The Kylie Cosmetic or Kylie Skin Walnut Scrub, again, way too harsh. So there are certain ones that are going to be too much. The Philosophy Micro Exfoliant, I think is what it's called. The Dermalogica uh, Daily Exfoliant, Daily Microfoliant. That may be what it's called as a powder you can add to any cleanser. Those are great options. There, there are going to be a few more, but again, if you have questions about that, just shoot me a message on any of my socials or email or whatever you would like to send me a message on. But for the most part, chemical exfoliants going to be the way to go because chemical exfoliants like alpha hydroxy acids and beta hydroxy acids, so AHAs and BHAs, can target those specific skin concerns like acne, fine lines, uneven texture, hyperpigmentation, all of it. So for oily, acne-prone skin, BHAs, so salicylic acid, or benzoyl peroxide can be highly effective at unclogging pores and reducing inflammation. For dry, acne-prone skin, look for an azelaic acid. Azelaic acid will work for oily skin as well, but for dry, acne-prone skin, salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide can actually be too drying, and salicylic acid may not do much at all. Benzoyl peroxide can dry out your skin. But azelaic acid is going to be nice and gentle, and it actually, like AHAs, will help bind water molecules to your skin cells. And so it's going to help a little bit with that dryness, but it's also going to help clear up the acne, and it's going to help with hyperpigmentation as well. If you're dealing with dullness or fine lines, AHAs like glycolic acid can help promote cell turnover and reveal fresh young skin, and also communicate with those skin cells deep within your epidermis to help stimulate collagen production. Lactic and azelaic acid are ideal for texture, tone, hyperpigmentation. If you have more than one skincare concern, like most of us do, then you can look for a combination product that says both AHA and BHA on it, like the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads or the Polish Choice AHA BHA exfoliant peel. Yes, they do both say peel in the name, but neither one will actually cause your skin to peel, like when you get a chemical peel with an esthetician. However, they are going to have multiple different acids in them to target multiple concerns at once because we are not playing chemist. We are not mixing exfoliants, even if they're from the same brand. You're not going to take a salicylic acid and a glycolic acid and use them together on one night. We're not causing irritation with our skin that way. So if you need to target more than one skin concern, get a product that has multiple acids in it and will target multiple skin concerns for you. You are not the chemist. Unless you are a chemist, and then you do you, boo-boo. But most of us are not cosmetic chemists and should not pretend to be and mix exfoliants like that. Now let's move on and talk about moisturizers. Now regardless of your skin type, moisturizing is essential to maintain skin hydration and protect your skin's natural barrier. Again, your barrier layer is the top layer of your epidermis that protects you from environmental stressors, sensitivities, water loss, and more. And a healthy skin barrier equals healthy skin. For oily skin, look for lightweight, oil-free moisturizers or gel-based formulas. 
Water creams are an excellent option here, especially if your skin's dehydrated. If we're working on rebuilding that barrier and your skin's a little bit dehydrated, water creams are going to be excellent. While dry skin will benefit more from richer creams containing ingredients like ceramides to lock in that moisture. Your barrier layer is 50% ceramides, which is just a healthy type of fat that lives on the surface of the skin. And when you don't have enough ceramides, then your barrier becomes compromised. So looking for ceramides in your ingredients, it may not always say ceramides on the label, but a lot of times you'll see like ceramide MP or there are a bunch of others. So look at the ingredients and look to see that there are ceramides in your moisturizer. All skin types can benefit from ceramides, but that's going to be a key thing to look for if you have dry skin. Hyaluronic acid is another great ingredient to look for in your moisturizer. If you have hyaluronic acid in your moisturizer, you do not need a hyaluronic acid serum. But hyaluronic acid is great for dehydrated skin because it's going to help to bind water molecules to your skin cells to prevent dehydration. So hyaluronic acid is a great option no matter your skin type. Your body does naturally produce hyaluronic acid, so it's not going to clog your pores or anything like that. That's not what hyaluronic acid does. I've gotten that question before on if hyaluronic acid is okay for oily, acne-prone skin. It absolutely is. Maybe not every single formula with hyaluronic acid in it, but hyaluronic acid as an ingredient is great for all skin types. If you have combination skin and don't know which type of formula you should go with, then think about what skin type stands out the most in your skin. Combination skin is the most common skin type. So think about it. If your T-zone, so your forehead in the middle of your face gets super oily and your drier areas like on the cheeks and the perimeter of your face are more normal or just slightly dry, then go with the oil-free or gel-based formula. If your drier areas are super dry, tight, and possibly itchy, while your T-zone is only slightly oily, then go with a richer cream that has ceramides to rebuild your barrier layer. Now, last but certainly not least, you knew this was coming. It is time for the sunscreen rant. I do this rant in every episode, but I just want to remind you, UV rays from the sun can cause premature aging, sunburn, hyperpigmentation, acne, and of course, skin cancer. That's why applying a broad spectrum SPF of at least an SPF 30 is a non-negotiable step in your routine. Not to sound harsh, but if you don't apply sunscreen and reapply, there is almost no reason to spend any time or money on anything else with your skin because the sun will quite literally undo everything. I don't care if it's a blizzard outside. I don't care if you're inside all day. Unless you are inside all day in a windowless room and not seeing the sky, you need to wear a sunscreen. On a fully cloudy day where you see zero blue, 80% of UV rays can still get to you. In your car, with tinted windows, on a cloudy day, the UV rays can still get to you. Sitting in your house or your office near a window, the UV rays can still get to you. It may not seem like much because nobody thinks about it until you get a sunburn and you're in pain, but first of all, you can prevent the sunburn. And second of all, it's not going to show up right now. Sun damage doesn't show up immediately. Sun damage shows up 10, 20 years from now. When I'm 49, 59, any sun damage that I have accumulated, yes, it is possible to go ahead and start reversing it now before it actually shows up. But any sun damage that I've accumulated that's when it's going to show up. That's when people start getting sunspots and age spots, as they call it. It's all hyperpigmentation. Sunspots, age spots, 
whatever you want to call it. They call them age slots because they come up as we age. But that doesn't mean that that's when they started forming. They started forming when you're young. So I personally grew up at the beach. I have already had four spots removed, three of them coming back to be precancerous. So, you know, first of all, here's your reminder, go and get your annual skin check. Most insurances cover an annual skin check because it's preventative. Okay, you're just going to go to a dermatologist. You're going to say, hey, I want to schedule a skin check. You go in, you point out any freckles or moles or whatever that look a little wonky to you, and they will tell you if you need to be concerned. I went in because I had a spot on my leg that looked a little weird. I didn't even know a skin check was a thing. This was before I became an esthetician. And I told my aunt and she was like, I'm not leaving you alone until you call right now and make an appointment. I made the appointment. They removed that spot and three others. If I had given it four to six months before going in, I would have had melanoma is what my dermatologist told. So, you know, it's a silent disease for a reason. Nobody knows they have it until they have it unless you're going to get your annual skin check. Again, most insurances cover it. So find out if yours does and schedule your skin check and thank me later. And while you're at it, reapply your sunscreen. Now, when choosing your sunscreen, consider factors like your skin type and any sensitivities you may have. You want to look for sunscreens that offer protection against both UVA and UVB rays. And those are going to say broad spectrum. I'm, I'm a fan of both chemical and mineral sunscreens. The difference being a mineral sunscreen sits on top of the skin and acts kind of like a shield that UV rays just bounce off of. Whereas a chemical sunscreen is absorbed into the skin, not into the bloodstream. It is absorbed into the skin, and then it takes the UV rays as they enter the skin, converts them to heat, and sends them back. So it prevents damage either way. It is personal preference on which one you want. However, I will say, if you have sensitive skin or you have acne-prone skin, look for a mineral sunscreen because the zinc oxide in all mineral sunscreens can help control oil production without drying you out. And zinc oxide is also not known to have any negative reactions in your skin. So if you feel like you are allergic to sunscreen and you have a reaction with every sunscreen, look for a mineral sunscreen that only has zinc oxide. We're not looking for zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, just zinc oxide in a mineral sunscreen. There are so many of them, but look for that specifically if you feel like you are too sensitive to wear sunscreen, because I promise you there is a formula out there you can tolerate. Now, we know what our base routine is, those four products. Now, why is it actually important to have a base routine? Is Why is it important to not constantly be mixing these things up? And that's simply because having a simple routine with just these four products that you know work for you will give you a solid foundation to build on. This means that if you'd like to add in a new serum or test out a different moisturizer and something goes wrong with your skin and you start breaking out or anything else, you can just go back to your base routine and reevaluate your skincare. It's just a good starting point so that no matter what's going on with your skin, you can go back to these four products and you know that they will work for you. Your skin also loves simple. So you don't need a 15-step skincare routine. In reality, you don't need more than five or six steps morning and night. This gives you three steps in the morning, cleanse, moisturize, SPF, and your three steps at night, cleanse, exfoliate, moisturize, plus a few serums or oils if you would like to add them to target specific concerns. Now, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that I did leave out toners in this routine, and that's because I don't think they're a fully necessary step. 20, 30 years ago, 
We didn't have the technology that we do today when formulating products. This means that cleansers used to not have the same pH as your skin. Your skin sits at a 5.5 pH, so it's slightly acidic. Neutral is a 7. So cleansers used to be too alkaline so that they... So cleansers used to be too alkaline and that could possibly irritate or dry out your skin. So the solution was to use a slightly acidic toner to balance your pH levels. That's not the case today. Cleansers now, your cleanser now, hopefully, is closer to your skin's pH, making toners almost pointless. I will say again, there's always an exception. And there are plenty of products out there that are technically toners, like one of my absolute favorite products, the Polish Choice 2% BHA Liquid Exfoliant, or the Aqua Licorice Toner, but neither one of those have harsh alcohols that most toners have. The Polish Choice Toner is a great option for exfoliation night, not a twice a day, everyday thing, just using it specifically when you need it. And the Aqua Licorice Toner is gentle and soothing with the licorice to help even your skin tone. Moral of the story here, if you find a product that targets a specific concern you have, and it is technically a toner, as long as it doesn't have any drying alcohols, then let it be one of the extra products in your routine. But you do not need to add a toner if you don't want to, or if your skin concerns just don't call for one. That's why, that's one of my biggest complaints with these like three-step systems, like Proactive being the main one and the Clinique uh, three-step system, whatever. God, the Clinique three-step system ruined my skin in high school. Oh my gosh, it was bad. And it's because they, their three steps are cleanse, toner, moisturizer, but all three of them have harsh ingredients. All three of them are medicated. So they have some sort of salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide, sulfur, harsh alcohols in the toners, and just strip your skin. None of these steps include a sunscreen. None of them include a product that doesn't exfoliate your skin or dry it out in some way. And that's just way too much for your skin. So I'm going to I'm gonna get off that soapbox for a minute because I, that can be a whole nother podcast episode and probably will be. But to sum it up, your base routine should include a cleanser that suits your skin type, a chemical exfoliant tailored to your specific skin concerns, moisturizer that provides adequate hydration for your skin type. Again, every skin type needs a moisturizer and a sunscreen to protect your skin from harmful UV rays. I remember building a base routine is a journey. All of skincare is a journey and is okay to experiment and make adjustments along the way. You also don't have to stick with all one brand for these products either. No brand does everything perfectly. So find what works best for you, a really good starting place. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a link in the show notes that'll take you to shop my shelf. I have so many products on there sorted by skin type and skin concern. So if you are looking for a chemical exfoliant, I have an entire what they call shelves for chemical exfoliants. And you can go through and look at what I have deemed some of the best ones on the market and pick one that targets your specific skin concern instead of just going to Ulta or Sephora or Amazon or wherever you buy your skincare and just looking at all the different options. It can be so overwhelming. So I've narrowed it down, hopefully made it a little bit simpler for you. And so that's a really good place to start. Even when you're looking for specific products to add in once you already have your base routine, that's going to be a really good place to start. And yes, little disclaimer, they are all affiliate links, but I can quite literally 
link any product in the world. So I'm not going to put something on there unless I truly believe in it and I have used it and I have seen it work on multiple people's skin, multiple clients. I have heard multiple like testimonials about it because I'm not going to just randomly put products on there. So that's a really good place to start if you don't know where to get. But like I was saying, you can absolutely mix and match with brands, but consistency is always going to be key. Stick with your routine and give it time to show results. If you found this episode helpful and informative, as I hope you did, then it would mean the world to me if you shared this with a friend, left a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you share it on social media, make sure you tag me at your SDLA. And uh, thank you again so much for joining me today. And if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes or anything else, please feel free to reach out to me at any of the links in the show notes. And until next time, be patient with your skin. Remind yourself how amazing you are and how beautiful you look today. And don't forget to reapply your sunscreen.